Namaskaram. Welcome to Indraseer, podcast of Vedic Ministry and Press, LLC. Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushti Vardhanam Urguru Kamiva Bandhanam Mritur Mukshiya Mamritat Svaha. I will be going over uh, information that has been received relative to the Grafton County Nursing Home in New Hampshire. And um, as I mentioned in my last podcast, um, I'm actually the most impressed with the response that we uh, that, that was received um, from the Grafton County Nursing Home um, and the information that was provided. Um, I'm going to go through some of it. Not that all of the information is particularly um, comforting, but what is what I found most um, impressive is that there was quite a bit of information that was provided. Um, it was, uh, it appears to be the exact, uh, the information that was requ requested. And, um, and the information which I'll get into includes a clear directive to have informed consent and to not mandate the vaccine. So um, what was received, um, from the 91A request was uh, the policy for uh, individuals that were going to participate in the uh, vaccination program, as well as a vaccine uh, information packet for the Pfizer vaccine, which is um, which uh, is being shared with residents and other individuals who can authorize the vaccination, uh, for example, powers of attorney, um, and, as well as for staff. And then there's also a Walgreens consent form, um, which is completed prior to the administration of the vaccine for both residents and staff. And, uh, and then there's the general information sheet that was provided to the nursing home from Walgreens. Um, prior to the, their first um, vaccine, uh, what they're calling a, a clinic, vaccine clinic date. So um, that's kind of an overview of what was, what their response was. So let's get into some of the specifics. So um, they have a COVID-19 pharmacy partnership program. Um, and... I'm going to be giving you a paraphrase of this stuff um, to give you an idea of, you know, what's in these documents. Um, uh, but, um, you know, of course, anybody would need to get these this information on their own for their own um, if, if they were seeking or deciding on whether or not to uh, get a vaccine. This isn't this isn't medical or legal advice, of course. This is just reporting. And um, and for subscribers, these documents um, will be up eventually on our Subscribe Star page. Okay, so there's a policy here. And what's great about this policy is that it clearly says that the Grafton County Nursing Home will not mandate the vaccine for any of our staff any of our residents or staff. So that's the thing to me that I, I think is the most 
impressive is that within the very first paragraph of their policy of their policy within the preamble or the policy statement, they make it very clear um, that there will not be mandating they will not be mandating the vaccine for residents or staff. <clears throat> um, from you know, from a Vedic standpoint, um, acknowledging the importance and uh, the primacy of the individual and their ability to decide for themselves what goes in and on their body. Um, the fact that they have, uh, that they're clearly not mandating something and they are allowing for informed consent um, <clears throat> is very good. Okay, so they will be working with Walgreens Pharmacy, um, who will be administering the vaccine. I'm going to get into the Walgreens specific information in a little bit here. Um, so they say uh, further in this policy, they say that they'll be giving information so that um, on the COVID-19 vaccines so that families and residents can make informed decisions as to whether they wish to receive the vaccine. Again, they're stressing choice. So this is good. Um, and then it says uh, the vaccine will not be administered to any resident who is not given consent uh, or that a designated responsible party has not given uh, consent. So again, informed consent. This is, this is wonderful. This allows for the protection of um, also, you know, religious um, because informed consent um, is really the umbrella under which religious uh, exemptions or informed consent made on religious values um, is made. So I like this in the policy. It goes on to say, it will be clearly articulated that the vaccine will not be mandatory for staff. Again, that's wonderful. There's been a lot of concern for people about, oh, am I going to have to be forced, you know, Am I basically going to be coerced to receive the vaccine? Because, you know, we have to understand that coercion, you know, there could be even informed consent, but if there's informed consent, but you feel like you're going to lose your job um, or you'll lose your home or lose your ability, you know, to travel or provide for yourself, uh, that amounts to coercion, really. If it's like, well, there's going to be a punishment or a reward for complying with something, it creates a power differential in which someone cannot really give free, unencumbered, informed consent because that other thing weighs in and um, basically can color their perception of what they're being asked. Okay, so um, let's see. So they're going to administer it in one of their uh, rooms, um, and in these documents, they kind of show a set out the, a setup of how Walgreens would like the nurses and the check-in tables and the vaccination tables to go on in a waiting, or a you know an after vaccination area. They're going to make sure that in the uh, medical records they record the manufacturer, the lot number, and the expiration of the vaccine administered. <clears throat> That's good because later on they're going to talk about adverse um, events that can follow the vac uh, follow the vaccination. Um, and they also say that they're doing that for making sure that somebody gets the same vaccine. Um, 
They talk about how Walgreens staff is going to be screened prior to administering. And then there's a fact sheet for recipients and caregivers, emergency use authorization um, of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent coronavirus. So that's interesting. Okay. Disease 2019, also, uh, and then parentheses, COVID-19. For individuals, individuals 16 years of age and older. Okay, so it goes, first off, this um, fact sheet starts off and says that the individual is being offered the, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease that's caused by SARS-CoV-2. Now, if you go to one of my earlier podcasts, <clears throat> um, you'll see that when the Department of Health and Human Services in New Hampshire, as well as the governor's office were asked for um, basically governmental records and information demonstrating that the SARS-CoV-2 virus has been isolated or is otherwise otherwise identified, um, there was, uh, to paraphrase, no responsive materials. So um, it's interesting here that the vaccine is saying that it's preventing COVID-19 that's caused by a virus. And um, yet there is, you know, sparse, if any governmental records or information that's uh, accessible to the to the public upon request as to the isolation or identification of SARS-CoV-2. All right, so this this fact sheet basically is meant to help you understand, help the recipient or potential recipient understand the benefits and risks. Um, And, uh, you know, I just wanna say there's no, this is great, this is informed consent. They're giving information and asking for consent. So this is, you know, this is good. An individual should be allowed to make this choice for themselves, whether to receive the vaccine or not receive the vaccine. Um, that's a, you know, a Vedic perspective that um, individuals should have <clears throat> uh, the actual unencumbered liberty, freedom to exercise their conscience as to what goes on and in their body. So um, it says that the COVID, the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine may prevent you from getting COVID-19. However, it goes on to say there is no U.S. FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. So basically what they're telling you is that this is still experimental, really, um, because they're telling you it may prevent it. Okay. And later on, they'll they say that there's still trials being continued. Um, and, and they very clearly tell you there's no approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. Okay. So, um, so then it goes on to explain that it will be administered as a two dose series about three weeks apart. Um, it says here, the Pfizer, Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine may not protect everyone. Okay. So, you know, think about that. How many people are maybe really interested in getting the vaccine because they don't understand that it may not protect everyone, may not protect, may not protect them. 
and as we're going to get into, there are, um, you know, potential, potential adverse reactions that can occur. Um, you know, one thing to mention here is that while this documentation is very thorough in terms of giving opportunity for informed consent for the most part, um, except for one thing I'll mention later about registries, um, which is outside of their control directly. Um, but, um, well, anyway, I'll get to, I'll get to that later. Okay. So here fact sheet, maybe, okay. Then there's a fact sheet, and this is what we're going through the fact sheet. It says it could be updated, um, at some point. Uh, okay. And this fact sheet that I'm reading, I think it was done. Yeah. December, 2020. So, you know, just about a month or so ago. So then it, it tells you what is COVID-19. It's a disease caused by the coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2. And it says it's not been seen before. Um, I, I, you know, it, it, so it makes you wonder, um, again, going back to an earlier podcast, have they isolated it? Have they identified it? I don't know. It uh, doesn't seem to be that there's readily available um, documentation of, of that detailed documentation, scientific documentation upon request. Um, it goes on to explain that it's primarily a respiratory illness that may affect other organs, it has a ro- wide range of symptoms, um, and it explains the symptoms. So then it goes on, what is the Pfizer BioNTech COVID vaccine? It's an, it, and it says, The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is an unapproved vaccine that may, may prevent COVID-19. There are, there is no FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. So there's a lot of speculation there. um, I I think it's an unapproved vaccine that may prevent COVID-19 and there is no FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. That doesn't seem to me to be what the media says, though. The mainstream media seems to sell this as if it definitely will do that. And, you know, and we've seen big tech companies are basically censoring uh, individuals that mention stuff about the vaccines or mention what they're calling vaccine hesitancy. So the document continues on to explain that the FDA has authorized an emergency use of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. All right. So the emergency use now gets into what is an emergency use? Well, um, it, it says that at the end of this, um, they're going to answer that at the end of the sheet here. Um so we'll go in order of what it says. So now it says, what should you mention to your vaccination provider before getting a BioNTech um, COVID vaccine? Well, then it has a bunch of uh, conditions, medical conditions that if you have that should be mentioned, um, allergies, fever, bleeding disorders, um, blood thinner, immunocompromised, um, or on medicine that affects your immune system, pregnant or planning to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding, have received another COVID-19 vaccine. Hmm. All right. So it makes you makes you wonder why 
they don't want you to take the vaccine if you're pregnant or plan to become pregnant or if you're breastfeeding. Um, also, you know, those things that it should make us wonder why, why is it if you have any allergies or you have a fever? Um, obviously I think it ties into, um, later where it says, where it talks about the potential, um, the potential adverse reactions. Um, there's some similarity there. For example, here it says mentions allergies and later in the adverse reactions and mentions that there's potential allergic reactions. So, so who should get the Pfizer uh, BioNTech COVID vaccine, it says. The, so it says FDA has authorized the emergency use of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 in individuals 16 years of age or older. So pretty much they're just saying, well, who should get it? 16 years of age or older. <laughs> um, never mind the fact that in the paragraph before kind of mentioned, you know, various conditions that you should tell your healthcare provider about. But um, but anyway, then it says who should not get the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. So it says if you've had an allergic reaction after a previous dose of this vaccine or had a severe allergic reaction to any ingredients, of this vaccine. Okay. And now here comes the ingredients. So if you've had an allergic reaction, so it's kind of tough to say sometimes, right? Cause people, uh, I, I think, you know, I'm not sure that people know what they are having an allergic reaction to at times. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, here they give you the ingredients and, uh, I will tell you that I cannot pronounce many of them, um, or if I can, it will take me more time than it's worth doing so here. Um, but the BioNTech COVID vaccine includes the following. I'll just list off a couple few that will be easier to pronounce. So there's mRNA lipids, and it appears that it mentions a couple there. Um, and then, um, and then there's various other things here. Um, that I just won't list off, which is probably the, really the, the body of what's in there. Um, two polyethylene, um, glycol, glycol, 2000, um, various other things here, phospho, uh, choline, cholesterol, um, and some other large uh, complex words here, potassium chloride, monobasic potassium, phosphate. So it looks like in all, there's about one, two, three, I'm gonna guess like somewhere between 10 to 16 ingredients it looks like, just kind of giving it a rough count. Um, and you know, I guess uh, I kind of feel like if you can't pronounce it, probably good luck knowing whether or not you've had an allergic reaction to it. Um, and uh, I personally would wonder what it does to the body, but that's for the individual to determine with their healthcare provider as to whether or not that's suitable for them. Um, how's the Vi Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine given? So it's given in, as an inject injection into the muscle. Um, again, it says it's two doses given three weeks apart. Um, they, they kind of say that you should get the second dose to complete the vaccine series. 
of course, earlier it says if you've had an allergic reaction to the first one, a severe allergic reaction to the first one, then they kind of are contraindicating that. Um, has it been used before? The Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 is an unapproved vaccine in clinical trials. So there you go. This is a an experimental vaccine that's been authorized for emergency use. So it's still, so anyway, it says in clinical trials, approximately 20,000 individuals, 16 years of age and older have received at least one dose. So 20,000 individuals. I mean, look at how many people they're vaccinating now. Hmm. I think a lot more than 20,000 individuals. Do you think that the, you know, um, they're going to see other things now that maybe hundreds of thousands or millions have been vaccinated? Probably. And it sounds like they are seeing more different types of reactions. And um, and it says that have received at least one dose. So even though they're telling you that you need two doses to complete the series, they're saying that the clinical trials had approximately 20 individuals that received one dose, at least one dose. So they may have received two. <clears throat> they may have received three. Who knows? But they received at least one dose. Um, so it says that in an ongoing, so here's the part. So earlier I kind of misread that paragraph that is implying that there's clinical trials, but this one, this paragraph does. What are the benefits of Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in an ongoing clinical trial? So ongoing. So presumably it's still occurring. The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine has been shown to prevent COVID-19 following two doses given three weeks apart. Okay. Um, the duration of protection is currently unknown. So it's, it, it leads me to believe that it's an, you know, it says in an ongoing clinical trial. So there's, it's continuing. That's what I take away from that. <laughs> And that's why I said earlier that I think that it is a experimental vaccine. I, I don't know that we can really deny that, can we? I mean, I, I you know, um, feel free to visit the website vmapllc.info and, um, you know, submit some information if you'd like that demonstrates that the it, that this vaccine is not um, currently um an experimental vaccine, not still undergoing clinical trials. My, my observation from this is that we, that, that this whole vaccine, um, the public vaccination of people right now is a continued clinical trial. I wonder if people know that, if people understand that, I, I'm not sure that they understand it. <laughs> um, you know, or th do they know that they're basically being kind of, um, directed into or, led into through propaganda, through news, um, and through censorship, they're being led to believe that, you know, this vaccine is ready to go, that it's all, all set for them. Not sure. Um, doesn't sound like it to me. What are the risks of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine? Side effects that have been reported with the Pfizer BioNTech vac COVID-19 vaccine include, so here's the list. Injection site pain, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, 
feeling unwell, swollen lymph nodes. Uh, there is a remote chance that the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine could cause an aller- severe allergic reaction. Severe allergic reaction would usually occur within would usually occur within a few minutes to one hour after getting a dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Signs of s- the severe allergic reaction include difficulty breathing, swelling of your face and throat, a fast heartbeat, a bad rash all over your body, dizziness and weakness. These may not these may not be all the possible side effects of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Well, probably not, right? I mean, they only tested, I'm sure that they printed this based off of the 20,000, approximate 20,000 individuals that were part of the clinical trials. So this is what occurred in the 20,000 individuals. These may not be all the possible side effects of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Serious and unexpected side effects may occur. Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is still being studied in clinical trials. There you go. There you go. So this is an experimental vaccine. It is still being studied in clinical trials. That is in their own fact sheet here. Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is still being studied in clinical trials. (laughs) What should I do about side effects? If you experience a severe allergic reaction, call 911 or go to the nearest hospital. Call the vaccination provider or your health care provider if you have side effects that bother you or do not go away. <laughs> Report vaccine side effects to the FDA CDC vaccine adverse event reporting system. Now, this is interesting. That system has been around for years, but, you know, having talked to a lot of people that have been pro uh, pro vaccine or i would say maybe um you know anti-informed consent about vaccine they act as if there's never any adverse uh, events that occur from vaccines yet here you are right now it's showing us that there can be adverse events okay now you know of course one has to assess one's own risk tolerance um perhaps the likelihood of adverse events is not problematic for an individual but to deny the possibility of an adverse event is ignorance, especially when the form here actually says um, to report vaccine side effects to the FDA CDC vaccine adverse reporting system VAERS. And then they give the number and the website. Um <laughs> It says, what if if I decide not to get um, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine? It says, now, this is good. It says, it is your choice to receive or not receive the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Should you decide not to receive it, it will not change your standard medical care. So that's good that they say that. That's good. Now, my concern is, I wonder, are they doing that only because they know that this is still in clinical trials? If this finishes clinical trials, are they then going to say that they, you know, they no longer need informed consent? I hope not, right? Informed consent should always exist, especially since if this is a clinical trial, they're admitting to us, which I, I, I think that this is. I think that this is um, a trial, a clinical trial, really, that people are not being told that it's a clinical trial. But um or they're telling it being told in a very subtle way. Um, but you know, what if 
what if they reach a point where they no longer feel it's in trial? Are they going to still are they going to still offer informed consent? I hope so because they've already demonstrated that there can be adverse events, right? And should should the government or a company really tell somebody what to do on with their body? The, the Vedas would say no. Okay, let's just be clear about it from a Vedic standpoint. The Vedic answer is no. Somebody should not have the authority to tell you what to put on or in your body. I'm going to get into talking about that at some point soon here because there is a misinterpretation, I think, of Vedic culture that is pervasive right now in the face of this pandemic that is leading people to believe that we have to just necessarily collectivize and, you know, um, kind of sacrifice the individual to the greater good. But I would argue that the Vedic perspective of the greater good is the well-being of the individuals. All right. So I'm going to stop there. That's going to be part A of this one. And uh, I'll try to get to part B soon. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.